Okay, hello everyone. Um, this is another episode of the Mental Debriefing Podcast. My name is Peter Tam. I'm here with my co-host Leslie. Peter, I'm so excited to finally be back. It's been a long hiatus. It's been a couple months. Yeah, the last podcast I had to um, edit it out, edit a lot of stuff out. So um, <laughs> I didn't really want to even do it, but uh, I had to edit a lot of stuff out due to dating purposes. So mm. I had to erase everything related to dating. Why? So, anyways, what do you mean why? Yeah, why did you have to re- remove that? Well, uh, you know, you don't want to talk about stuff when it's still going on. Oh, okay. But, uh, <coughs> but anyways, things are uh, outside of dating. Things are uh, puttering along, so. Have you sold any houses? No, it's uh, it's been very slow. Uh-huh. And. Well, you did sell the one in... Kavina. Yes. So that's good. So that's an update from last time. So it's been so long that uh, since we last recorded, but I did sell another ha- said house in Kavina and things were uh, going well. But um, now I have no clients, no active clients, just a bunch of long-term prospects and uh I'm back to delivering food. I saw that you've been marketing yourself a lot. You went to an Easter event. How was that? Oh, yeah. So uh, I I had an Easter event, which uh, there was this Easter egg hunt thing at the Chino Hills Community Center. And so there was a lot of kids. Mm-hmm. But then... My partner, he's uh, he has some medical issues right now, so. Oh no. I had to do everything myself, <coughs> and uh, it was a lot of work. When you when you set up the whole everything, including the easy up ten and all that stuff, uh-huh. um, it's a lot of work. But um, at first, I didn't even have a tent, but um, luckily, one of my lone partners, uh, Maria Gritsku. She came to the rescue with a <laughs> with a tent, so I didn't have to sit out in the sun anymore. So Aww. I'm thankful for her for coming to the rescue in the last minute with a tent. But um, yeah, it was uh, some good exposure, but of course uh, I didn't get any new clients from it. So it was just just a uh, a way to expose myself, I guess, and then. I saw one of, there's this girl that I used to have a crush on back in college, and then she came to say hi, et cetera, et cetera. So she's married with two kids now, but, oh, okay. um, yeah, I used to write really sweet letters to her and stuff, and, uh, oh. but I, uh, wasn't a man back then, so <laughs> things didn't work out. Um, but uh but yeah was there a good turnout at the event yeah there's a lot of kids so i I saw that you had a candy bowl yeah i made all these bottled waters 
uh-huh. with my uh, um, you, you can make label there's these labels that you can order uh-huh. and then you tape it to the water bottle uh-huh. and uh but then no one wanted my bottled waters. All the kids just wanted the free candies, so, um, huh. so they came to get the free candies and proceed from there. But yeah, the things were. It was a fun event. I'm trying to market myself more, but uh, it's hard as a realtor. So. And I saw that you've been going to a few self development <clears throat> conferences I don't know whatever you would what I don't know what do you call those where they teach you how to market yourself and I have seems like it on your Instagram you're always at some sort of professional development oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. those conference. are like loan events and stuff um, you always have to uh, you know these self-development things I go to like some like all the time but you have to market yourself oh my god Peter Tam is learning all this new stuff. You know, you need to separate oh, separate yourself from. I have an issue with you. Everyone else, yes, ma'am. Did my taxes not that long ago? Okay. And uh, I was very upset because maybe you can explain this better than my tax guy because he doesn't do a good job. But you can no longer write off as much. Of your house interests, what do you know about that? So it's like it's capped at two thousand or something. It's not capped at two thousand, but um, it's cap. I first of all, I'm not an accountant, so let's get that out of the way. If you guys have any accounting related questions, that's related. So I thought that maybe you would make know. make sure you need to talk to a. Um, accounting professional, but basically you can only deduct a certain certain amount of your um, interest, house interest of your house interest, which shouldn't apply because your guys's house isn't at the point where it would exceed the amount that you can deduct. But the thing is now the standard deduction is more. They raise the level of standard deduction, so I I don't know what your income situation is like, but. They raise the level of standard deduction. What does that mean? Well, usually there's a um, there's something called a standard deduction, which um, <coughs> excuse me, um, if you don't have a uh, let's say let's say you don't have a house, you're just a regular guy fresh out of college, mm-hmm. you go to work, you don't have much to write off, you don't have kids, you don't have any dependents, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So you can in the old days you can like deduct. There's a standard deduction of six thousand mm-hmm. dollars, which you can <coughs> deduct out and then proceed from, and then continue on with your taxes. And, and then if you have more stuff, more stuff to deduct. Let's say you have kids, you have, um, you know, you own a home, you have home expenses, interest, um, and then you donate a lot of money to churches, et cetera, et cetera, or charities, mm-hmm. then you can itemize those deductions out, um, which I used to be able to do. But now that they've raised the standard deduction um, to like 12000 I think, once again, I'm not an accountant, and uh, please consult your, your accounting professional if you have questions. Now that they've raised it to 12000 
I I don't have enough deductions where I it exceeds the standard deduction, so I can't like take out my home interest, take out all this stuff, take out my de- my charity donations. I can't do it, do that kind of stuff anymore because they've raised the standard deduction. So everyone gets like twelve thousand off now. So if you want to deduct it, it has to be more than the twelve thousand. So there's bad pros and cons to both. What our accountant advised us is that we should pay off our house earlier than what we may have anticipated. And he didn't always tell his clients that. And the reason he is giving that advice is because he said that it's no longer as lucrative to have a mortgage payment because you can't write off as much. You can't write off most of the house interest. And so, and obviously when you're paying off your mortgage, you're paying a certain amount of interest in the long run, you end up paying a lot in interest. So he suggested that we pay it off in a shorter amount of time so we don't pay as much in interest, which I think is just generally good advice. Mm, Maybe. But I was very disappointed that we owed money this year and we can't write off as much. Well, I mean, it depends. I mean, if if your paychecks got bigger or your husband's well, that is one thing that we got more during the years. My yeah, and then and then you spend. You've already spent the money, and then because of that, then you get less less back. So that could be the case. I'm not sure. You need to consult with your husband. But um. Getting really difficult to live in California. It's super expensive. The houses are expensive. Gas is now at four dollars again. <sighs> People are moving out. Well, that's true. Yes, but um, you guys are fortunately or unfortunately in a good situation because of uh, the timing. Your husband is very wise. So we're very wise. Peter, we're very wise. Your husband is very wise. Excuse and, you? Uh, we what both excuse bought you? the house together in 2011. It was It's under both of our names. I'm, I'm aware it's under both of your names, yes. We decided to buy the house. This, this will go out on the internet, by the way. Anyways. <laughs> yes. You guys had very good timing, so... The, yes, we the, were lucky in, in time, but I feel bad. What are we going to do? It's getting more and more expensive for people to live in California. Well, you don't need to worry about that because well, you, because I, in 2011, you guys made a smart decision. So. But I still worry about other people, my friends who maybe want to buy a house, but they can't afford it. I've, I, I empathize with a lot of people who want to move out and get their own house. But they just can't because it's too expensive and wages haven't kept up with the cost of living here in California. And then you have presidential candidates who, what's her name? Um, oh my gosh, she is suggesting that they tax the super wealthy two cents for every dollar that they make over 50 million 50 million dollars is my understanding and she 
is proposing that that money go towards free education up till college. And also, I think that's one of them and then some other things. But I don't know if that's really going to solve the issue. Well, housing, there's a lot of issues. Some of it is city versus state. Because on the city level, you know, a lot of people, they've been living in a certain city for a long time. They've been paying their taxes. They don't mm-hmm. want new housing to be built. Mm-hmm. Because they don't want more traffic, you know, the schools get overcrowded, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the, they have a lot of traffic to deal with, and there's a pros- <coughs> prospect of more crime, et cetera, et cetera. So they don't want to, the people that live in a particular city, they're not that interested in, um, in more housing. Mm-hmm. But then on a state level, of course, because our state has certain housing issues Mm -hmm. they the state wants more housing to be built Mm -hmm. um so there's uh, on a local level they there's a lot of anti-development they don't like the home builders they don't want new hot more dense condos to be built etc etc but then on a state level they want those things to happen so Mm -hmm. there's there's a conflict going on there between city versus state Okay, yes. So, as previously stated, there is a lot of uh, city versus state type of conflict going on. Uh-huh. Um, you know, recently there was a uh, rent control measure that was uh, defeated, Proposition 10, mm-hmm. um, in our last election. But since then, the state of Oregon has passed some sort of rent control mm-hmm. and uh, and the county of LA and certain unincorporated areas like Roland Heights, Hacienda Heights, there's uh, certain rent control measures that are popping up again. So I think I, that could be an issue. Yeah, to I think deal that's with something to look into because we need to do something about this this issue. We need to explore, test out different ideas to figure out what works best for the people well there's a lot of issues also the well when you uh when a housing development gets proposed it takes a long ass time in california Mm -hmm. um, from proposal to when the houses actually get built built because there's this project up in silmar um and they were going to build like 2,000 houses Mm And then it, it was, it's been proposed since the Arnold Schwarzenegger governor times. And then it still hasn't started yet because, mm-hmm. you know, you need to deal with environmental groups, which are very strong in California, which are completely anti-development. And then the existing homeowners who also, you know, they have concerns about traffic. They don't want more housing to be built, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So it's, there's a lot of issues because the people that already live, live in houses they don't want more to be built. Mm-hmm. And then environmental groups, they don't want any virgin land to be to be developed because then there's a loss of habitat. For California, to build houses, it's extremely hard. Now, there's another um, state bill that's going on that says that um, if it's by the, uh, the area around a train station, 
if it passes, it would allow developers to build some dense housing and cities can't do anything about it, mm. which it could help. So hopefully those measures, that measure does pass and developers are more easily able to build um, new housing. Because right now it's really hard because mm. environmental groups are very strong in California. So there's a lot of red tape involved. Yes. I can see that. <clears throat> and of course, you know, California, there's an ocean, of course. So when you draw a circle, um, you know, let, let's say you draw a circle around downtown LA or West LA or whatever, half of that land is in the freaking ocean and you can't build a house on an ocean. So, um, unless you're in Dubai, then you can do anything. Correct. And, you know, the housing's limited in where you can build. And then, of course, the aforementioned environmental groups, they, they uh, fight and claw every single housing development that gets proposed. And then the problem, and, it, you know, Inland Empire, is, there's land to develop, but there's um, a lot of the jobs that are here are um, warehouse-oriented jobs. So if you're, if you're a white-collar job, for example, working at an insurance call center, um, <laughs> there's not a lot of those types of jobs where the housing is affordable because they have since moved on to uh, different states where um, things are more business friendly. So, you know, here, out here in the Inland Empire, the, the houses are much more affordable, but mm -hmm. um, there is a limited um, diversity in the types of jobs that are available out here. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, if you're, if you're a you know, petroleum engineer or any, any weird stuff or any white collar job, your job may have already left the state, so living out here is no help at all anyway, so there's that issue also. Yeah, that's something that we need to think <clears throat> about. If we keep increasing prices of housing, taxes, then businesses are going to move, and jobs are going to move with them, and that's something that we need to take into consideration. Correct. I mean, uh, you know, we we both have been affected by uh, jobs relocating to different states um, for more business-friendly environments and mm. um, you know we both have this in common which our timing was good so because of that we have more advantages staying here versus uh, moving out but um, supposedly they're going to have uh, way more taxes in the next two years. So we'll see how things stand in the, in the two years. Great. But um, anyways, it's been a lot of me talking. So we haven't heard from Leslie in a while. So no one wants things? to hear from me, Peter. It's all about you. No, it's all about you. <laughs> <laughs> I love these heart-shaped rocks that you have here. Um, okay. Did we already talk about these last yes. time? Yes. Oh, okay. They're very smooth. They're from Quartzsite, um, which is on the 10 freeway um, on, on the Arizona side, um, about 10 miles in from the border with California. And 
every year during January, they have this big uh, gemstone convention type of thing where they sell all these. How much are they? Oh, those are like $2, so. Oh, okay. They're really cheap. And then, you know, <coughs> people buy in bulk and then they resell them at your local uh, swap meet and all that stuff, so. Mm. Oh, yeah, I also like to go to swap meets. I haven't been to a swap meet in a while. I used to go all the time with my dad. Oh. But I haven't gone. Which swap meet do you go to? Um, there's this one out here called Macklin Open Air Markets, which is a very Mexican-oriented. Oh, okay. uh, most of them are Mexican-oriented, but this one in particular. <coughs> I didn't like all the drinking um, that would happen, though. Because they used to have... I used to go to the Santa Fe swap meet with my dad, and they used to serve alcohol there. Whoa. And I didn't know so they do that at swap meets. would get kind of rowdy, and I didn't like that. So I used to love going because my dad would buy me a bunch of stuff, useless things that I didn't need, but I didn't like that aspect of it. Oh, yeah, they have... Um, you can get, like, a bouquet of flowers for five bucks at this uh, swap meet over here, so... Oh, that's nice. I'm going to take advantage of that. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm a fan of the Costco uh, two dozen roses for $14.99. Costco is dangerous. Every time I go there, I spend way too much money. Okay. But I'm a fan. Okay. Everybody loves Costco. Yeah, they're okay. I also have a Sam's Club membership now, so... So you have two? You have one for Costco and Sam's Club? Yeah. That seems excessive, don't you think? Well, for one person, yes. But um, uh, this this salesman um, at Sam's Club, Gustavo, <laughs> um, he, he's part of this. Uh, I'm part of this uh, breakfast club, this real estate breakfast club where they... Uh, oh, that sounds like fun. Um, you know, we meet Friday mornings and then... Where? Know, um, it's in Chino, uh, but, uh... What restaurant? It's not a restaurant, but, um, like, like a certain, you can sponsor the breakfast every time, um. so then there's these, like, breakfast burritos that realtors like to buy, because there's this store over here that gives you 20% discount if you're a realtor, and you mm -hmm. order these breakfast burritos. Uh -huh. So I've eaten, like, a year and a half of these breakfast burritos, these free breakfast burritos, I'm officially sick of them because <laughs> every freaking time because at um, uh, Tarbell we have sales meetings on Wednesday and then this breakfast club is on Friday and then the chances of those breakfast burritos being served it's like 80% what's so. in them <clears throat> they have a vegetarian one which is the best which has like avocado and all these uh, veggies uh -huh. that's a really good one and then they have like chorizo one, and then they have a ham one, et cetera, et cetera. But that anyways. sounds like, it sounds amazing. And you have your dinners at Marie Callender's on Mondays, right? Yes. With the Toastmasters. So, How's that going? So um, let, let's go back to the Sam's Club story. So this Gustavo oh, guy. Oh, sorry. Um, he hangs out at this, uh, at the Friday Breakfast Club, and then he was like, Oh, yeah, you can get this membership, you know, it's basically for free, because usually it's $45 a year, so 
Oh yeah, we're gonna waive your membership fee. So it's free. So then I signed up and oh. uh, my my work is in the same shopping center as Sam's Club and uh, it's okay. <coughs> the uh, the pizzas are better. But, Do they um, also offer free samples? Eh, Costco is better for that. Oh, okay. um, Sam's Club is like a um, less well-run Costco. And, uh, things are slightly, uh, it's like, it's like Costco is like the house, the mansion, and then, um, Sam's Club is like a, a lowland house. <laughs> That's quite the analogy. So it's, um, you know, they take all different types of credit cards. You know, in, in this Chino here, a lot of people sign up for the, the Sam's Club because the Costco gas station here is like, like chaos. And then, and then back then the Sam's Club gas line was shorter. How much is gas at Costco? It's cheaper, but um, significantly cheaper, or something. It's like Arco prices, slightly less, but you can use a credit card because you know in Arco you have to pay cash, uh -huh. and then Arco gas stations are kind of uh, ghetto. But um, so, but I I prefer I don't like to go to the the Costco gas stations because mm -hmm. I don't like to wait and There's waste gas. A ridiculous line. While you're waiting for for people to pump gas, I don't like doing that. So I think it's stupid that you're wasting gas while you're waiting for cheap gas. So I roll out to the Arcos. But anyways, <coughs> back to Leslie. So uh, your internship thing at the school. Oh, that ended. Okay. Now I'm at the Orange County Healthcare Agency. They oversee the WIC program. I'm sure you're familiar with that. Most people are. I'm not. You're not familiar with WIC? Please. Uh, Women, infants, and children. Okay, yeah. Please expand on what that is, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> okay. Uh, so they're basically uh, the county, and they oversee. So the federal government... Um, they oversee the WIC program and they provide grants to local agencies and they carry out um, the WIC program. So with women, infants, and children, it's a, it's a um, supplemental nutrition program. So they offer supplemental um, food to certain participants that apply there are income guidelines so you there are you have to meet certain requirements so you have to either be a breastfeeding mother or a mother who's just given birth um, any breastfeeding mother yeah breastfeeding mother um it's also offered to children under five um and then infants so women infants and children so they offer uh, supplemental nutrition packages, and they also offer nutrition education, breastfeeding support, and then they also refer applicants to different services that they may need. Because it's located or because it's carried out by the uh, Orange County Healthcare Agency, they also have other services like registered nurses. Um, they do immunizations. They have um, mental 
uh, health programs as well. So if you need those services, they can refer you out to to those programs as well. So it's um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I didn't know what to expect. In addition to WIC, they also um, they also carry out CalFresh, formerly known as uh, food stamps. I've been mostly working with the WIC program, so I'm more familiar with, with WIC. I'm not 100% comfortable talking about CalFresh Healthy Living. I know that they do, do, they do, do nutrition education as well, um, but it's been really interesting. And uh, today we did some outreach. Oh, and then also they have a ton of meetings. It's like the county... <laughs> That's all they do is they have meetings, so they have different coalitions um, and work groups. So you have people from different programs that come together and they meet and they discuss their mission and objectives and how they're going to carry out this, you know, whatever goal that they have. So it seems like there's a meeting every day. So that's pretty much what I've been doing is I've been in meetings. Um, now, now, what type of food... Does um, let's let's say I like who opens those stores that are um, WIC certified, WIC certified. Oh, so there are WIC vendors that sell WIC approved foods, and it could be a grocery store like Albertsons. I don't know if you've ever noticed they have like those WIC um, signs below the food, so that will. It's an indicator letting you know that it's a WIC-approved food item. Like, what type of food items are these? So they offer, um, right now they're still working off of checks. So every month, the applicant will get a check. Or participant, sorry. Participant will get a check. And it's good for a certain amount of uh, fruits and vegetables. They get milk, uh, peanut butter, uh, or beans. And it's supplemental, so it's not supposed to be for all, like it's not supposed to provide you with all of the food that you need. It's just supposed to provide you with some. Um, so what else do they offer? Um, whole grains, like brown rice, um, if you want canned tuna or something like that. So these have income um, restrictions, right? Yeah, income restrictions. So if you're a family of two, you can't make more than, I believe, $30,000 a year. So it's very low. Okay. Yeah. And then they also cool. have um, benefits if you want to go to a farmer's market. Um, they'll give you a check to go to a farmer's market. So today was really neat because we did, an, um, we did outreach. So they do a lot of outreach just to promote WIC and let people know what services and benefits they provide. And it was at Westminster Family Resource Center. And... A group of it was about 50 to 60 families that signed up for a food trolley. So it's a food pantry. It's a mobile food pantry. Okay. Um, and it was, I think, super cute. I, I took pictures of it. It's on my Instagram. Yes. <laughs> um, so they had different um, organizations that went, and they... If people were interested, they can go to a, the booth and they can ask, you know, if they had questions about WIC. Um, St. Joseph's was there. Um, some other program was there. But you're just there to provide information if the partic if the applicants want to know more about the program. And then they go to the uh, food trolley and they get three minutes to pick out 
you know, whatever food that they, they want. Oh, it's time. Okay. Yeah, it's time. And I, I don't know all the specific details as far as what foods they can get, but I think it's a great idea. I really liked it. Okay, cool. And then everybody, <coughs> a lot of people speak Spanish. So I think like 90% of the people that were there speak Spanish. So I was able to practice my Spanish, which was really awesome because I don't get too many opportunities to do that. So that was nice. Okay. Shout out to all the Spanish-speaking people yeah. of the world. And then I graduate next <coughs> month. 27 days. Exciting. Super excited. Finally. Do you have any uh, career prospects lined up? Or? Well, um, the job... So I have to be RD eligible first. Um, so once I graduate, I will have my master's in nutritional science. And then hopefully a few weeks later, I'll receive an email from the accreditation committee letting me know I'm RD eligible and I can sit for the RD exam. And then at that moment, I could really start submitting my resume. They're hiring at the Orange County Healthcare Agency, and they've been very... Um, very vocal about the fact that I should apply, but I'm not sure if that's, I'm considering it, but I'm not sure if that's what I want to do. Cause there's some people who are like today, the lady I was uh, working with, she was telling me that I, cause I'm young and I speak Spanish that I should look to see what else is out there. <laughs> She's like, you could always come back to the County. And I'm like, okay. So I don't know. I'm just, I haven't really started looking because there's no sense since I can't submit my application yet since I'm not RD eligible. And you either have to be an RD or RD eligible to submit your application. I see. So we'll see. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a good opportunity. You're young and you speak Spanish. But I don't know. We'll see where I end up. But now, I'm excited. Is, is there a way... Is that more administrative or is there like a more medical type of... Because you were previously in a more medical type of setting. Yeah, that's the thing. As an RD, you can do so many different things. So you could be a clinical RD. You can work at a school. Um, you can be a food service director where you oversee nutrition at schools. You can work in a community health setting like I'm at now. Um, so it just kind of depends on what I, I want to do and also what job opportunities are available to me. Because mm. I don't want to say I only want to do clinical. I really enjoy clinical if a good opportunity with another organization opens up. And I can't be too picky because I don't have any experience. I see, yes. So. But, yeah, it's, um, it's a good opportunity. Yeah, so we'll see. I don't know. Oh, we're going to Japan in June. Okay. So that's exciting. What do you think? What do you mean, what do I think? What do you think? Okay, cool. You have any thoughts on Japan? Um, it's, it's a uh, cool place. Have you been? No. So no. we're thinking of either going to China, Korea, and Japan, doing like two, three days in each country through trip masters or Japan and Bali if you could choose which one would you choose um 
I don't like the whole you visit a lot of countries type of tours. Um, I like to focus in on one. Mm. And, uh, yeah, there's, like, freaking, um, there's, there's just so much to see long-term that, uh, um, you, you can go really deep into a lot of different cultures. And then, you know, when you're a tourist, it's, uh, you're just scratching the very top, top layer and then, oh, it's off, off to another country now. So it's, I like to dig a little deeper and focus in on, uh, on one area for a long duration. So, yeah, um, I thought about that too. I originally just wanted to go to <coughs> Japan, but then we saw an itinerary through Tripmasters where you go to all three countries and we thought that would be really cool. Um, the Bali one would, would, uh, might work, but, uh, it's up to you. Yeah, I'm looking forward <coughs> with Bali and Tokyo. Because if you do Japan and China, it's like a, too big a culture shock, so. Yeah. Because one country is really clean, and then the other country's not so clean. That's what I heard. And, uh, it'd be very disappointing, and, and, uh, yeah. China, there's a lot of weird stuff, so it deserves its own little thing. But yeah, you guys, you and Fiona were supposed to go do a China tour a long time ago, but. Yeah. Anyways. I chickened out. You chickened out? Yeah. <laughs> well, she wanted it to be just her and I, and I didn't feel comfortable going just her and I. Oh, yeah, you need to bring your husband. Yeah. But, um,. You know, you know my views on travel now. Um, if I if I spend the rest of my life between California, Nevada, and Arizona, I'd be okay with myself. <laughs> so, um, you know, recently I uh, I stopped by my second home in Las Vegas, and um, oh, it's and then it's how is it? I don't know. I've uh, my relationship with Las Vegas is weird because um, I went there a lot as a kid. I never really got into the whole uh, party scene that people in their 20s do. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, all these uh, Las Vegas clubs. I mean, what do you do there? I don't know. But, um, you dance, right? People don't know how to dance at those clubs. Come on. <laughs> you can They're not teach salsa them. clubs. Um, Maybe you should open up a salsa club in Las Vegas. There's several. There's uh-huh. a lot of dance studios in Las Vegas. But um, anyways, so I like to do all the like weird local stuff that's in Las Vegas. Yeah, um, you like to go to the cafes. <laughs> yeah, the, the coffee shops, the cafes, um, certain Mexican restaurants. I... Uh, I stay at Expanded Stay America because it's cheap. Um, it's a very uh, bare, bare existence, but I just get so much energy from the city, and it's a very, um, it's just a very awesome place because in Las Vegas, um, people, it, it's just a very cool place because um, everything's out in the open. You know, you have um, pawn shops here and then the strip clubs, all this kind of weird stuff. But then people just go on with their lives and 
no one makes a big deal about anything. People mm-hmm. are there to work and raise their families and and just go on about it. It's not like in California, you know, all these all these people they they pretend that they're all like, um, oh yeah, I'm super open or whatever, and then and then they chase out all these uh, you know marijuana dispensaries. They chase out a strip club, all this kind of stuff that happens in <laughs> California. And they pretend, oh yeah, I'm really open, I'm super liberal. But then, you know, they chase out all these, all these uh, quote-unquote undesirable elements. In Las Vegas, no one gives an F. And then, you know, crimes, uh, you know, you know, there's crime in Las Vegas, obviously, but uh, people continue on with their day and they raise families. There's good areas there, there's bad areas there. There's casinos and life goes on. So it's a it's a place where the government just let lets things develop and things turn out well and people are a, a lot of people that are, are in that town they emigrate from different places in the US or from different countries so there's that type of uh, immigrant mentality um, <laughs> that's that's kind of missing now in California because um, in California, yes, there's a lot of immigrants, but then there's a lot of people that have, um, that are lazy as F, they just hang out and then they don't go to work and they leech off the government. So it's, uh, it's kind of a weird place in California, in Nevada, a lot of people are there to, mm-hmm. to, um, to work, you know, they're there to work, to build a future and have a new life. So the oh. energy there is really good. See, I find that Las Vegas is is draining. I don't appreciate what Las Vegas has to offer. You go there, and the casinos have artificial lighting, everyone's smoking, a bunch of drinking. Um, I I don't get it. Yeah, I um, the time I spend on Las Vegas Boulevard is zero, so. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm over the whole, uh, that whole scene because it's, it's become over, over, uh, touristed, I guess. And you don't get the energy that you get from all these, uh, (laughs) the underbelly of Las Vegas where the locals are. So my relationship to the city is completely different than anyone else, um, that goes. So it's, it's kind of weird. Uh, but it's a good city. The best restaurants in the nation are there, so highly recommend it. And if you're into Mexican food, they have really good Mexican food there too. So good stuff. Chinese food, uh, it's all right. <coughs> there are some good places, but um, yeah. Why'd you go to Vegas just to go? Um, I I don't have uh, I can't afford to go to any extravagant places so Las Vegas will have to do and did you meet anybody well I was supposed to meet up with Galia and then um but then for some reason uh I don't know if she was with her boyfriend or whatever but uh oh is that the girl that works at the shooting range yeah uh, we were supposed to uh meet up but then I I don't know nothing it didn't happen so I was just there uh, hanging out and going on hikes and all that stuff. So. By yourself? Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, I do stuff by myself, which is... 
Yeah, Frank and I are kind of upset because you never tell us where you're going and you never invite us. Why? To where? To where you go. Well, I mean, it's like... Uh... Oh, so... At least let us know. Well, you guys went to... Uh, yeah, I invited you to the uh, the various hikes. I'm not going to plan any more, but... Have we talked about your birthday hike? No. Okay, what about it? That was fun. Okay. We got lost. <coughs> kind of. Well, uh, How did it go? Because we left early. What did you guys do afterwards? Well, there was a flatter trail that we went on for a while. Then we went to Soup Plantation. Oh, exciting. <coughs> so, how's the dating life? It's okay. <laughs> I don't want to expand further at this point. Come on! It's um, the only reason I do this podcast. Um... Eh. Yeah, it's 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 progressing. Nothing. Um, I I had to redact a lot of stuff from the previous podcast. So. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, I don't want to talk about it at this point. <laughs> but uh. Are you seeing anyone? Uh, that's a tough question. <laughs> yes. Um. Let's. I, um, I don't want to get into it right now. I had to redact a lot of stuff. Oh my goodness. But, no, it's weird because, you know, you don't want to, um, you know, I, I meet people and then, unfortunately, uh, due to our age differences and my desire to start a family, you know, that uh, that dynamic doesn't have a long-term future, so. Oh. There's nothing wrong. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, the, everyone has a uh, unique story. Um, and for the most part, most people are good. And... You know, unfortunately, there's sometimes uh, um, age differences get in the way, or... What's the age difference? Um, my desire to start a family gets in the way. But, you know, we that was disclosed early on, so we, we knew what we were getting into um, from the very beginning. What's the age difference? But, um, <laughs> we're not going to talk about that right now, <laughs> but... Um, you know, like like my previous, uh, um, my previous women, unfortunately, there was also an age difference, and things didn't work out there either. But um, yeah, it's uh, like she was saying something like, um, sometimes you plan on having this good life or whatever, and then God throws a wrench and in it, and um. Sometimes things go awry. It's how you react, and you have to try to mold your way into getting a better life and how you adapt to certain situations that happen. Um, yeah, I mean, 
you know, I'm kind of weird, obviously. I'm kind of quirky, as you're aware of. Um, so a lot of people that are in my life are, like, really good people. Like you and Frank. <laughs> people that, that are friends with me, for the most part, are, like, really good people. So, um, for example, you and your husband. Shout out. So, uh, shout out to Frank. Shout out to Leslie. Um they're really, really good people. And then, you know, same thing with people that, uh, you know, tolerate me when, when we go on dates, et cetera, et cetera. All of them are really, really good people for the most part. <laughs> but, you know, logistics get in the way, which is fine. <coughs> um, at the end, you're only looking for one person. So the march continues and we're going to see how things develop with um someone else it was a, it was a good time oh. and uh one time we almost died also so <laughs> we share that in common how did you almost die <clears throat> so it was really cold um as you know like two months ago it was like you know freezing cold mm-hmm. like 30 degrees yeah that's ridiculous especially like in the high desert it was like really cold uh-huh. and um so then uh, we were on our couch or whatever, and then she shuts all the windows, and then she was like, <coughs> she didn't want to turn on the heat or whatever, and oh yeah, let's turn on the fireplace, because mm-hmm. she has this, she's a person actually uses her fireplace, uh-huh. and then, so she turns on the fireplace, we're watching TV, and then she falls asleep or whatever, after some activities, and uh <laughs> You guys are playing a game? I, I sometimes can't fall asleep when uh, someone else is uh, leaning on me or whatever. So uh, eventually, like an hour or two passes, and then the uh, carbon monoxide alarm goes off because all the windows are closed and we have the fire fireplace going. And uh, it was a very freaky incident. And uh, we eventually uh, opened the windows and that carbon monoxide detector saved our lives because we have died from carbon monoxide poisoning. Wow. So, uh, yeah, the, the march continues, I guess, towards uh, Life Search 2019 continues. Um, I'm, uh, I'm, of course, going to look for people in my age range now. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll see how things proceed. Um, do you think you'll ever do like a mail order bride? (laughs) Um, I saw, I don't know how I got sucked in to watching that on YouTube. It's crazy. It's hard. Well, it's, it's such a bizarre thing, but it, it happens frequently. Yeah, it does. But there'll, there's men who will fly out to different countries to meet women. And there's companies that'll, they have the service where they'll actually recruit women to come socialize with these men in the hopes that maybe they'll marry them. That's crazy. Why is it crazy? I don't know. It just, because it's, these women 
I guess it's not that different from what happens normally. People go to clubs or bars to meet other people in hopes that they'll spark an interest with someone and maybe develop a relationship. <sighs> Look, it's, um, it's immigrant mentality, so... But a lot of these men, they're older and Correct. they want a younger partner. And I don't know, I, I just, it's, I don't know if, like, if I was in that situation, I was a, a young woman living in a different country. Mexico. And then, <laughs> Mexico. And this older man wanted to marry me. I, I, I would feel really sad and depressed that my only option for forward or upward mobility was to marry a man who has money. Um, and that I couldn't provide a future for for myself, and that you know, what if I'm not attracted to this person, and I have to have sexual relationships with them, and I'm not even attracted to them? Like that's depressing. Well, I mean, you can see their photo ahead of time, and then um, you know, it's like online dating. You said it's international, so you also can control from mm-hmm. uh, your end in Mexico. I- I'm sure, like, which one of these. Uh, persons you'd uh you'd interact with and then you, you build chemistry through that way you know it's not uh I, I don't know if they've done studies regarding success rates of that versus um you know, well, it doesn't tr- seem like it's that successful a lot of these men left without a partner there's one guy who he went there he went to thailand actually and he met a woman and then they went back to her her family's house and her family told him you can go out with her but you have to pay us $2000 a night to go out with her and then he decided that no that's not why he came he came to find a wife and he's not going to pay to go out with her yeah, so then the, he had to end the relationship the the Thailand stuff is hard because i'm not a Thailand expert obviously but um <laughs> It's uh, when when said person removes themselves from the motherland of Thailand, and then they come to Europe or North America. It's it's really hard for uh, for them to adjust because in Thailand people are friendly and it's a more laid back environment. And you come here, um, for one, you're in Thailand. Your husband's hanging out, you know your prospective husband's partying, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So you guys do a lot of fun stuff. Then you come back to America. What does your husband do? He has to go to work. So it's a totally different vibe. And then, you know, there's culture shock, which, of course, Asia versus U.S., that culture shock is deeper than um, Mexico versus U.S. So that's another thing. Yeah. But, I mean... You know, let's say you were in a uh, rural village in in uh, Oaxaca, <laughs> and uh, you happen to have uh, an internet connection, and then you know you hit it off. You know, forget the whole dating, whatever, um, a dating website. What if you just, uh, you know, some guy on Instagram just starts uh, DMing you, as they say, and you guys hit it off. Isn't that the same thing? 
That's different, though, because there has to be a mutual... Um, what do you, I don't know. Because the way that these services, like these mail-order brides, they have pictures of all the women, and men click on the picture, and they'll say, oh, I like that one because of the way she looks. I guess it's not too much different from Instagram because you're just clicking on someone's profile that's just all pictures and then you DM them. But then the girl has to like the other person back. Yeah, it's the same thing. It is very similar. But then it's, um, you know, obviously on Instagram, likely you guys are in a closer age range. But, um. I mean, also there's no money involved. In Instagram, where mail order bride service, there's money involved. So yeah, but that's just the the referral fee. So I mean, you're paying this, you know, organization. It's a, the same as like you know, I, I roll out on Match.com. You know, I pay a pay a, a subscription fee, and then the girl pays a subscription fee. And yeah, then... but you're both paying for the subscription fee. Where I feel like the mail order bride service is you're paying for a wife. That's weird. Kind of. You know, I mean, it's not like she has a gun to her head to sign up for this, you know. Um, no, you're right. It's just... She voluntarily signs up for that service in her home country, and I think. So, uh... I it, just hope that the women who go through this have some or some other type of upward mobility, and they really are doing it. Although I have a feeling that a lot of them aren't doing it because they want to. I feel like they feel like they have to, that they have no other option. And to me, that's that's sad. That shouldn't be the case. Well, I mean, women actually have that option. Men don't have that option, actually. So <laughs> if, if you're a man stuck in Oaxaca and then um, in a village in Oaxaca picking watermelons, your, your choices of hopping online and mm-hmm. meeting a... Uh, lovely lady in northern Michigan um, <laughs> on Instagram or on a dating website, the chances are very slim that that will that will work and she will arrange to mm-hmm. to um, do all the paperwork for you to come to the US, etc, etc. Um, whereas women actually have that option. So it's a different thing. You know, I know it feels kind of weird, but how weird is it versus regular <laughs> online dating, right? There's, there's just a different element to it. I can't explain. I understand where you're coming from, and you see a lot of similarities between online <laughs> uh, bridal service and just online dating in general, but I I don't know. I just It feels different. You know, you know. Of course, early on, you had uh, you had had met your future husband, so you weren't exposed to a lot of the BS that online dating is. But um, you know, when you're stuck in like some village, and then yeah, sometimes that is your only option, and at least you have that option. It's it's in a it's a, you know, you have two options. They, it is an option. You can stay in your village and uh, grow potatoes or whatever and uh, live off a government pension in, uh, you know, in Moldova or whatever or Belarus or any of these former USSR republics that are 
or Dagestan or whatever where Khabib's from. Or you can, uh, you also have an option of doing so online So here's dating. something interesting that I've heard from women is that <coughs> some women will say, I'd rather just marry a man who's rich and can take care of me because I'm better off that way if I marry a man for love and then he cheats on me and then we divorce and he has nothing to offer me. I'm off. I'm a, I'm worse off. That's what do you think about that? <laughs> that always just, uh, I don't know. That's such well, uh, interesting point of view. It's women. As a man, how does that make you feel? Women, you women, say that? women tend to date when they're upwardly mobile when they date. That's just how it is. <laughs> um, I know people like to believe in the sanctity of love, but money changes things, as Dana White likes to say. But um, money does change things. So, you know, there uh, on Fox a long time ago there was that. Uh, um, Joe Millionaire show. Oh, yeah. Um, which, uh, he turned out to not have any money, and then, uh, obviously that relationship ended, but, um, the premise was he was a millionaire, but then actually he was just a regular old construction worker that had zero dollars. So, mm-hmm. you can see that because he's a millionaire, or he's famous, or et cetera, et cetera, all these women, they fight each other for said man versus if uh, you're a random construction worker, it's not going to work out. So women tend to be more upwardly mobile. Guys, guys don't care. Like the woman can, uh, she can be a CEO of a company or she can work at Walmart. Guys don't care. If she's a cool chick, she's faithful. I don't think that's true. Then... Yeah. I think that men value a woman who's <coughs> ambitious, who's smart. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's not what Frank tells me. He's lying then. Look, if the, if the if the girl is cool, you know, then you know, it it depends like if you guys are both like uh research people. But then don't you, have you that want a, a girl that you can talk to? Yeah. Okay, so she has to have she has to be someone that you can talk to, right? Yeah, like previously I had a uh, relationship with um, someone that was not mm-hmm. in my intelligence level, and it was very difficult. <coughs> yeah. But yeah, so but that had nothing to do with her income <laughs> level. It was just you know she was. Uh, it was hard for me to relate to her and vice versa. But it had nothing to do with mm-hmm. economics. But then women, a lot of it has to do with economics. See, that gets me mad because... So, for example, <clears throat> someone like me, and I know there's a lot of women like me who are working really hard to better themselves, right? And they are striving for higher education. and They want a good career for themselves. And when you say that, that a man doesn't really care about that, that's kind of... And I, I do it for myself. I'm not doing it yeah, for anyone else. Yeah, you're doing it for yourself. It's your goal. But it should be something that's note recognized. And I think men should value that. But you're saying that they don't care. 
I mean, we don't hold it against a woman if she, you know, she works at Walmart or whatever. Uh-huh. We don't. Um, if she's a cool chick, she's loyal, she laughs at your jokes, you uh-huh. know, that's, that's what men value in a relationship. You know, let, let's say, um, you know, before you and Frank were married, um, you know, you guys were engaged and then mm-hmm. Frank, uh, quits his job mm-hmm. and then he decides to, um, pursue playing poker professionally, but he's really bad at it. Mm-hmm. And then he just uh, lays around on the couch till 2 p.m. every day. Then goes out and uh, goes to the liquor store and mm-hmm. gets a pack of cigarettes and uh, a whiskey. Would you? And then that goes on for two years. Well, wouldn't you have the same response if a woman did that? You would, right? I don't think you would stay with a woman who did something like that as well. Mm. <laughs> oh my goodness it's different though so you would stay with someone if they decided to do exactly what you just said except that it's a female well the value oh. systems are different but you just realize what you just described right someone what? who quits their job to gamble and starts smoking and laying like just sits on the couch as long as they're cool then you're fine with that that's that's your only requirement. No, I mean that's not me. I mean, <laughs> well, you're 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 posing that question to these me. These are extreme situations. Yeah, you just said like you'd be cool with the girl that works at Walmart and have yeah. a cool. That's different though. When she's working, and you have a connection with her where you can have a conversation. So that's that's fine. I don't I don't if I if I met a guy if a Frank worked at Walmart. And I could have a conversation with him. He's like the exact same person. Then I would still go out with him and marry him. Yes. That's not, that's so true. I did not marry Frank because he, he was at the, when I met Frank, he was renting a one bedroom apartment in Fountain Fountain Valley. So he didn't have a house. He had just become a police officer and I was not drawn to him because he was a police officer i could care less yeah but you guys were young at that point yeah so when you're young it's different and you know what but then let's say you were 30 i mean that's Uh a different story obviously you're older than that now um sorry 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 podcast (laughs) but um yeah why do you say sorry well i mean i i uh, exposed your age online but so um, who cares but anyways so the situation would have been different if it was seven years from when you met him, you know, right? I mean, I, I mean, it's, I know how you feel, but then the reality is women look at men's, men's uh, career much more than men look at women's career. But if I would, if I met Frank at Walmart, right, he was working there, (coughs) I would hope that he would have goals for himself, just like he has goals for himself now. Yeah, he's a very ambitious guy. Right, yes. and so that to me something and an attribute that I look for in a person and I recognize and I value. So regardless of where he's working, it would be something that I recognize. Okay, yes, yes, but. Um, but I feel like with men, they just care about what the girl looks like, and. I feel like that's it for a lot of men. Like, they just care about what they look like and if they can have a somewhat decent conversation with her. Well, if she's a cool chick, um, 
Yeah, not too argumentative. <laughs> uh, you know, it's more personality oriented versus the women. It's more, uh, you know, you're looking for like financial security, right? Um, I mean, you don't want to mar- marry, uh, especially if you're thinking about a family, you don't want to marry someone that's, um, uh, for a lack of better expression, a loser, right? So, I mean, just worldwide, that's the, that's how it goes. Women tend to be more upwardly, upwardly mobile. I mean, even the people around Frank's family, you know, a lot of it, I can, mm-hmm. there's, um, the examples are everyone's marries upwardly mobile people, so. No one marries a loser. I mean, come on. That's, uh, it's, it's like, you know. And also working at Walmart's not a bad job. No, Frank's friend works at Walmart and he is the manager and he got like a $100,000 bonus. Okay, you're the manager. I mean, it's. So. Well, so what? <laughs> don't talk about people working at Walmart. I'm not. It's... Shout out to Walmart. Yeah, shout out to Walmart. But anyways, so any uh, closing? This was a bit of a disjointed podcast because Leslie decided to ask me a bunch of questions. But um, That's what it's about, the podcast. Is there any final thoughts that you'd like to say about relationships, nutrition, any good foods you've been eating that are nutritious that you'd like to clue us in on? Uh, let me think. Nothing new and exciting. I've been just eating very balanced meal. <laughs> I don't know. Nothing new. I've been just focusing on graduating. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, a lot of our lives we we uh, try to better ourselves and to be in a better position, but, you know, life isn't always about that. Um, Sometimes you have to enjoy humanity and enjoy the presence of others. And once you do that, you'll have a much better life. Um, I was listening to, while I was in Vegas, I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast with Kevin Hart. And, uh, oh, I listened to that too. Kevin Hart's so freaking positive. It's it's like the exact opposite of Peter Tam. So um, <laughs> you should listen to Brene Brown. She has a new Netflix special. Okay, I don't know who that is, but um, uh, yeah, I've I've learned to appreciate people a lot more. Um, you know, growing up, I was because my mom likes to judge kids. <laughs> Um, you know, this kid's more successful than you, you know, they're, they get better grades than you, you know, that the whole Asian way is always comparing you against others. So then in turn, the kids, they compare themselves to other people. Mm -hmm. And, uh, for a long time I was very judgy of people, but now I've, uh, learned to appreciate everyone and with positive energy, you can do anything. So hope everyone has a good week and... People enjoy the presence of others. Hashtag Life Search 2019. Yes. Adios.